Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. <laughs> I am an entertaining Christmas movie, Trey Plutnicki. And I am the movie we watched this week, Daniel Kunkel. You'll notice that we're two different things. We're, we are the antithesis of each other. Oh. I am I am yin, he is yang. Can I tell you a thing I kept meaning to text you and I never did because I knew what, you were yeah. having a busy weekend? Please do. Annika and I... Because uh, she had never seen it. We have obviously seen it. We fucking watched Window Wonderland again this week. Oh, okay. So uh, for for those of you who don't know, who are uninitiated, Window Wonderland has been like top one of our Hallmark movies on our list Yeah, since, the, since we've seen it. We were like, this is an instant hit. It's the classic great movie, uh, great Christmas movie. Daniel, what did you think? Dude, Window Wonderland is still so fucking good. It's the best movie we've ever watched. <laughs> yes. uh, it's a genuinely great movie. Let's go. The, the, the charisma is there. The uh, the characters are so like fun and genuinely change as a result of their interactions with each other. It's well shot. It's not afraid to go to a pretty authentic place when it comes to like class conflicts and like the conflicts between socioeconomic classes um it's funny it's like really funny um and it's does the like twist, the there's twist a twist is, there's several yeah, twists like does the twist still hit home the twist is still great spoiler oh, alert skip awesome. ahead 15 seconds the twist of him being homeless and living in the hotel in the mall fantastic it's so good it still is like oh shit and you like feel it it feels yeah different because it's also like just quietly revealed like it yes uh, uh, talking about window wonderland now (laughs) it's so it's so like it's nice to see Hallmark do a show not tell moment because that very easily could have been I've been living in him just saying I've been living in the mall rather than or the department store rather than uh them just quietly panning up to the second floor of the department store store to the like the comforter section and seeing him and getting ready there. for bed oh man no it's still um, like it's it's just great it's just a great movie i i genuinely think think like everybody should watch it um, i'm so happy to hear that me i'm too. so happy to hear that oh i was so were you nervous? Oh my god, of course I was. I was like, we have talked about this movie how many times? And and now I have to, I gotta do it. Like, let's see what we're working with. And it's still really, really fun. And now, on the flip side of that coin. Oh, shit, yeah, and then I watched this. Yeah, well, so why I was busy this weekend mm, yeah. uh, was for a good reason. I went up to uh, Madison, Wisconsin to run a marathon which uh, I haven't decided when I'm going to stop telling people that I've run a marathon, but I do know that today is not that day. So I ran a marathon. (laughs) Yeah. It went really well. Um, My entire body is sore. The only, the only like thing I can compare it to is like getting a fever. Mm, Interesting. Um, Like, like I woke up and I was like, am I sick? And I was like, no, my entire body just aches. Uh, (laughs) And it sort of felt like how I felt after I got my first COVID vaccine. Oh, interesting. So, like, I sort of reacted in that way this morning because I didn't know what to think. And then I remembered (laughs) that I ran a marathon and all is good. All is well. Um, But it was a really great time. 
uh, I am exhausted. My brain isn't working properly. Um, I'm about to talk about a Hallmark movie that was so disinteresting uh, for about 30 minutes or so, which does not make me feel better in in any sort of way. Um, do you want to read a review of this thing? Yeah. Did you find one or you want me to find one? 6.1 out of 10? I got one. Um, so this, this movie is called, uh, this movie is called entertaining Christmas. And, uh, so the reason why we're watching this movie instead of the movie that we said we were going to watch is because Hallmark does this, (laughs) Hallmark does this great thing where they make their movies completely inaccessible. Yeah, like where does it go? Who owns this? Who wants this shit? It's sort of a Warner Brothers type of uh, approach to distributing distributing mu- movies. It's a, you know, we have it, but like it's our choice to share it with you. Yeah, and because uh, you heard it, you heard about the other Warner Bros. Uh, yeah, the new uh, the new Roadrunner thing they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, is, killed uh, it. Was was shelved for uh, it was a thirty million dollar. It, it was budgeted at thirty million dollars, and they got a thirty million dollar tax write off for it. Uh, for whatever reason, for, for the they, reason none of us understand. Like nobody, they, we don't get it, and it doesn't make any sense, and it's fucking annoying. And well, it's, it's also despicable. Do they think that they couldn't make thirty million dollars off of uh, one of their most beloved brands and IPs? Well, not if it goes to streaming. Like, I don't know how they make money on the streaming sites, oh, but yeah. like, I don't know. It's, uh, but it's annoying and it's petty. And I hope everybody involved has a bad day or two because it's just fucking weird and gross. Yeah. And if Especially, your company, yeah. and if your company can only function, sorry, this movie got me in a fucking mood. <laughs> if you can only, if your company can only function by killing its primary export, its primary thing it produces, you have a bad company. It's a bad company model and you did a bad job. I think also what warmed my heart about this whole thing was seeing people online post about uh, like, so this movie's never going to exist. So I might as well show one of my most charming and heartwarming like memories of making this film that I put my heart and soul into. Mm-hmm. Here's a bunch of really talented musicians running through the score of this movie that I care about so much. I don't think like, like I don't I, you know. Laws are laws and whatever, you know, if someone were to pirate these movies or pirate, frankly, any movie nowadays, I wouldn't blame them. Yeah. What, it's getting like, to that point. It's at that point. Yeah. I just added a bunch of Blu-rays to my uh, Christmas list because I was like, well, I don't know. I'm not going to keep a I don't want to keep paying $14 on a thing I already pay however much fucking money on to watch a movie. Right. And B, I don't know how long it's going to be there what was oh was it infinity train was that the show that like they just it's gone you cannot find it online anymore there's a couple shows that are like that there's a few of them so like everything that went like direct to streaming um obviously they don't have digital or uh, physical distribution because like at the time when these deals were happening that didn't make any sense right no so, but now as like streamers are starting to pull stuff off and creators like don't have access to the thing that they made, you know, and like once it's off streaming, it's gone forever. 
uh, people have started making a point to be like, I need a physical copy of this, mm-hmm. like cre- the creators, because they are not required to give them physical copies. It's it's just like it's getting to that point. And that's and so in short, that's why we can't find this. Would you pi- <laughs> would you pirate Batgirl if they uh, released it? Like I, I wouldn't. Wa- I mean, one, I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> really, I'm. I'm actually like really curious. I'm. I'm that's the movie I'm most. Uh, who's I've been it, most who's curious it, about. Is it Halle Berry? Is Batgirl? No, it's not. <laughs> who's <laughs> who's Batgirl? Is back. It is. Um. It is. Uh. Brendan Fraser is in it. No, it's Leslie Grace is Batgirl. Oh, okay. Who, who kind of does have a young Halle Berry vibe? I can kind of. Ah. I can kind of see that. I don't think I'd watch it. I don't watch much superhero stuff anymore. I don't um, either. I, I know we founded this podcast off of the cinematic universe um, structure, and now we're both like, and now I'm tired of it. I'm so <laughs> sick of it. I'm like, like, why are we talking about how things are in the same universe as other things? Like, Jesus, like, we've can become, we all stop being so brain dead? Disillusioned with the with the fucking conceit of our own show. I think ultimately the conceit of our oh, show. Oh no. Okay, yeah. but hear me out. Hear me okay. out. Okay. I think ultimately the conceit of our show was always about the ridiculousness of that, of major, of major media. Sure. And I think, I think a lot of like MCU, DCEU stuff, um, sort of functioned as a, uh, as a vessel to retcon and make relevant things that were made decades ago. So people can sort of, rebuy and uh resell things that were made like like in the 80s you know i think why like i thought the last big crossover thing that really got me excited was uh spider-man was far from home and not because of all the like i was pumped to see andrew garfield and toby mcguire back i don't care but because i thought the scene on the roof where they were all like empathizing with each other and all like we've been through similar things here's how we got through it i thought it was genuinely one of the like coolest uses of that like the the we're from we're you from a different universe like it was genuinely one of the coolest uses of that device ever to not just do the cool flippy flip flip things but just like a oh hey like what you're going through we get it in a way that even like your closest friends don't get it. Like all of us understand what you're going through. I thought that was so fucking cool and genuinely really, really like beautifully acted by all of them. All three of them crushed that scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I don't, I don't care. care I don't care much. much. Uh, Yeah. Like I'm not going to see. I might watch Loki. Loki looks like it's doing something interesting. I liked the first. I think the what was the last one? I I think Multiverse of Madness was the last Marvel thing I watched. I think so, too. We were going to go see the Marvels this weekend and then we didn't. Yeah. Instead, I will go see the new Hunger Games movie this weekend. Um, Oh, that looks fun. Are you ready for this review? No. I want to do anything but talk about this goddamn movie. Entertaining this Christmas. Visceral reaction in me. One Lay out on of me. ten. Obnoxious. Yes. The townspeople in this movie are jerks. Mm. And Jody's character is too nice. She is gracious enough to stick around and play along when they expect her to perform like a show pony at every turn. 
I would have immediately <laughs> responded with, am I your guest or am I here to entertain you? Whoa. Please leave me alone. Whoa. I like how this dude is this Whoa. dude is having like a Listen, he, man. He's having like a shower argument in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh I used to be a performer, and every time I would attend a party, some jerk would put me on the spot and loudly try to pressure me into getting <laughs> up and sing. Is this the review or is this Trey talking? This is the review. <laughs> <laughs> but also me talking i would probably excuse myself grab my coat and leave lies no no don't musician has ever refused a chance to sing in front of <laughs> bullshit don't be one of this movie's townspeople uh okay it seems like it seems like his main gripe is uh is the townspeople this was also written in december 16th 2020 so he was probably uh, a little lonely at the time when he wrote this review this is true uh, which year uh, 2020, December 2020. Oh, yeah. The might, might, be a, might be a lonely, angry sort of time Yeah, uh, for this for this dude. Uh, it, it's good to put the time in context, really. Yeah, it super is, um, 100%. There's another review. Um, What is that word? Is that a real word? <laughs> Spell it for me. Oh, this is funny. Uh, nascent, N-A-S-C-E-N-T. Nascent? Nascent? Is that a Na word? Uh, nascent. Yeah. Nascent's a word. What, what does it mean? Uh, nascent is like, um, uh, it's just like, it's it's here. It's just starting out. Like, Oh, okay. So yeah. like new. Um, yeah. Yeah. Basically. Something is new. Like it's just happened. It's coming into being for the first time. Cool. Okay. Three out of ten. Here's another review because they're pretty good for this movie. Three <laughs> out of ten. Three out of ten. Lie after lie after lie. <laughs> yeah, man, you got it. <laughs> you figured out the move. <laughs> she is a nascent photographer, but is so scared of being someone different than her mom. She hides that, that even from herself. Instead, she fakes being just like her mom and lies about her abilities. As someone who's particularly bothered by liars, parentheses, hear that, Mr. Trump? Parentheses, I cringe when they do it over and over when it's obvious that the truth would set them free. She lies about having skills like her mom, parentheses, I guess the magazine lied about that as well. She lies about whether she, uh, whether or not she likes the male lead and whether or not they went on a date. I had to stop the tape and come complain about it before I went mad. I suppose she'll finally get the truth out in the last five minutes. Before I went it'll be mad. <laughs> it'll be too late for me. I already have no respect for her. Oh, no. Uh, what I love so much, and I, and, and like, I feel like a lot of the, um, like, the older generation is like this like i i've i've noticed a lot of like older liberals that i've talked to mm, okay. are like are like i just wish that donald trump character would shut up and they think they're being like really like bold <laughs> they yeah they and, really think they're smashing it like, like oh wow risky dude and and uh I what i really love I just don't like that fellow yeah I, I just don't i don't agree with him let me say it i think i think he's wrong <laughs> uh so like when i when i see hear that mr trump in here That's i'm like so good who are you talking to like what are you, who, who are you is talking this for to? who are you helping i love it though honestly <laughs> i love it um and that's canon canon 
It's wait, what's part of that is canon? Hear that, Mr. Trump? Hear that, canon. Mr. Trump? No. Canon. Um so let's okay. So this movie is Entertaining Christmas. It stars Jody Sweeten, who you may know as Stephanie from Full House. Full circle, baby. Wow. Uh, which this is nepotism, right? This yes. is at this point that's nepotism. Sure, why not? You know, um, Candace Living, uh, Jody Sweeten plays Candace Livingstone, who is daughter of Liz Livingstone, who is a entrepreneur, uh, TV chef. Uh, she has her own cookbook. She has her own decor line. She has, uh, she does everything. She's a gingerbread czar. She she does it all, and she yeah. has this empire, the Livingstone Empire. And let's be hundred percent clear: she is a goddamn liar. Liz? Yeah. Explain. I was giving her credit at the beginning of the movie for, like, hiding that she wasn't that good. You know? Like, she's not great at this stuff. And then, like, we keep, throughout the movie, seeing all of these magazines that her mother and her mother's company that Liz is up to, like, take over, basically, at the beginning of the movie. Um forgive my noise my goodness and so like we okay we see all these magazines throughout the whole movie and it is shit like i love doing all these things she doesn't like she doesn't love it she's not good at it i like she, she is lying to all these people uh you're talking you're talking about the mom right no both of them are i mean like her obviously her like like but it's the mom's company and like you know it's her face on the magazine liz i mean like it's liz's face on the magazine like yeah i don't know i I really want to be on her side because i get it and i think the like i think the idea they set up of it being difficult to not actually she keeps being like i don't have that much in common with my mom it's not that you don't have much in common with her it's you just don't like to do that sort of stuff. Right. You don't like to bake. Yeah. And it's okay that you don't like to bake. Yeah. Uh so Candace is like living in her mom's shadow. And that's like the movie. Like I functionally like there is not <laughs> there's like not much else to talk about. No, honestly, God, that's than the movie. <laughs> like Liz uh Liz Livingstone goes around and is like, I am a God. And the townspeople are like, yes, you are. Yes, please tell yes. us about how you're a God. Yes, more. Queen. Yes. And then Candace is like, I am that person's daughter. And then the town is like, yes, 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 you are. You are the God's daughter. She's sure like, a, what, what would you equate her to? Who? Candace? Candace. No. Yeah, Candace, Candace and Liz, like both like of them. biblically or no, like in real life, like in our life. Um, like she's like a Martha Stewart type, right? Like that's what they're. Yeah, I would. I would guess for. like they're going for like Martha Stewart, probably Rachel Ray. I would say is probably the closest. Oh, Rachel Ray is a good call. We were trying to figure um, it out. I yeah, Rachel Ray's yeah. good. That's a good one. The closest, like near, yeah, nearby in terms of their story, however, uh, biblically. I would say, <laughs> which sorry, <laughs> which is of course comparison. what I'm always asking. <laughs> yeah, um, no, uh, but yeah. So so she is, uh, the movie opens with a really charming sort of thing, uh, which is uh, Candace is trying to make a gingerbread house, right? 
and she's <laughs> struggling at making a gingerbread house and she is using uh liz livingstone's uh tv appearance to tr- sort of help guide her and instruct her way through of making the perfect gingerbread house she fails at every step uh it's really lackluster <laughs> once she finishes up it's like a terrible gingerbread house compared to the one that's on tv yeah and then she goes outside to meet her mom in the car in a in a like private car that picked the two of them up yeah and her mom is the person that we just saw on tv great scene you watch this scene and you're like oh man this movie's gonna be excellent yeah and and then they just sort of do they what it feels like is it just feels like the movie's like hey remember that scene at the beginning of the movie that's her mom do you remember when she wasn't good at baking her mom is good at baking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, whoa she so she candace gets recruited to host a party mm. right yeah. and that party is for a holiday homecoming for a family that just sort of reached out to them and like the livingstone brand to like they want to throw this big party because somebody in their family is went to war somewhere he's coming back out? nope he just say overseas <laughs> they don't give a war okay he's been overseas so which i think we all know what that fucking means. i think we know what overseas means I think we all fucking uh, know what that means. he's overseas and he's coming home for christmas and they want to throw a big party and this was made a what a hullabaloo this is. So <laughs> so Candace comes is is coming into this small town. One of the uh the uncle of the kid who sent in the video to get Candace to this house is our friend John Ryan, who is a reporter, is that right? Yeah, he's a journalist. Yeah, and and certified maniac. And like <laughs> I I hate the two of them, I think, more than I've ever hated another couple that so we've ex- ever had. Give it give it to me straight. They're tell, so tell, bad. Three reasons. They ha- three reasons. Uh, okay, three reasons. No chemistry. Okay. Absolutely zero amount of chemistry. Sure. Two, just both their, <laughs> their fucking relationship is built on lies. Um, entirely. Yeah, top on to, both top sides. Yeah. He's lying about not... <laughs> sorry step three which feeds into step one part one here he is determined to be a quote-unquote real journalist and to do that he's gonna write this hard-hitting story about her and he's gonna find out the truth about her yeah boring as fuck and he keeps just lying to her and being like well no no uh, they want me to do a character profile on you and then she keeps lying to him, saying, yeah. I am really good at sewing and baking. Yes. Which, like, yeah, go, like, come on, man. Like, what is, what are we doing here? Like, how lame is that? It's just bad. Like, it's, and, and he is, um, cr- he's a maniac. I don't, I won't call him a criminal, but he's a fucking maniac. And he kind of always looks like he's just about to eat somebody. In every scene he's in. Yeah. He has this sort of like, yeah, he does have, yeah, you're right. He does have like a kind of smile and smirk. His eyes are never quite focused on the person he's talking to is what I think it is. 
Yeah. Oh, that's good. They're always just that's a little, good, Daniel. little bit a little, over here. A little, a little, a little, pa- a little pass, a little uh, inspecting the flesh to see if it's ready for a bite. Yeah. Um. I yeah. hate him. I hate her. I hate this movie. Uh. And I, in a way, I've never really hated another one of these. Yeah. So, um, one of so like. There is a discrepancy that happens between the two of them about six minutes away from the end of the movie, okay. which made me upset. Hmm. What? So I think what I what I almost respected about this movie is they almost did a kiss uh, an hour in. So like there's mm-hmm. 20 minutes left of the movie. I love when they do a kiss an hour in yeah. because it means they have a relationship. It means they could break up. It means that there is tension and stakes something and can fucking yada yada yeah goddamn movie they do have that almost kiss but then their relationship starts getting a little rocky and confusing oh, no, um no. and then six minutes away from the end of the movie <laughs> candace comes into uh john's office his his journalist office and reads like uh Co- like flashcards that his fucking that say post-it notes up about the, her that like po- yeah his post-it notes and they also it get it is giving like i'm making an expose to ruin candace livingstone's life because she's a fraud that's what it was giving uh and obviously candace is like well damn my career's over but also maybe i shouldn't have lied to this reporter that i had a crush on shouldn't have and then what what john then turned around and did is they have the surprise party for this soldier or whatever (laughs) and they have like a discussion outside right yeah and uh he he, uh she goes outside to talk with him because she's like i need to take this away from the party i don't want to make like a scene and stuff um Oh, don't worry. She still makes a scene. She makes a scene. Don't worry. Don't even fucking worry about that. Candace is like, what the hell was that about? And John's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but here's what the hell that was about. Uh, I'm actually going to not making an expose, but I'm revealing to the world how great of a person you are. And with with no further questions, (sighs) Candace goes, aw, it is my explicit impression that John is still writing an expose piece saying Candace is shit at cooking. Candace can't sew. Yep. Candace is nothing like Liz Livingstone, and that's an issue because she works for Liz Livingstone. That's her. And we've mom. all been. Did you know we've that? All, we've all been under the assumption that she's been working with with Liz and doing all this stuff. So it's like if this woman can't cook and can't because she's uh, fucking sew, told us she has. Let's be like yeah because she told us. So, I'm like, John is still, he's still writing that, right? No, it's unclear, because at the end, he is like, here's the article. And it's just kind of him being like, the the (laughs) climax of the movie, the like, big like, how we're going to save everybody, is they're just like, I want to change the brand. The brand's too perfect, and I want it to not, I want it to be for the not perfect people. Even though she meets exactly one, count them, one person who's like, it's a little overwhelming reading your magazine. Everybody else (laughs) pisses their pants over the fucking magazine. They love the magazine, can't get enough of the magazine. And because of this one interaction, and because, frankly, because of fucking her, because of Candace, she's like... (laughs) What if it was for people like me who weren't so good at the baking? <laughs> Maybe. And they're like, 
Hmm, you were right, Liz. She's got it. She's got the stuff. She's got. She's she. Look at that eye on her. Look at that. She understands fucking nothing about our brand. <laughs> maybe, maybe she should be the media person. Here's here's the other thing. Yeah. John John wants is so concerned to be a real journalist, right? He yeah. wants to. He says that a couple times. He's like, I want to be a real journalist. You got too close but to the then, story, John. But then he got too close to the story. I'm sorry. I didn't know what you were going to say. Yeah. No, he's too close. And he, like, journalistic ethics my ass. Like, don't write the freaking story, John. Don't write the story. You're you're functionally in bed with Candace. The, bef- the night before you publish this story, you try to kiss her three times. Three. That's three so true. I didn't times. even think of it. <laughs> and not her. He tries to. Yeah. She, though, the second, the second time he tries to kiss her, she is more definitely was going to, unless they got, if they didn't get interrupted by that woman at the hotel or whoever that was. And the, and the fourth and the third time they do kiss, like that is what they both want. They do both. Yeah. Like totally. There is a progression there. There's. There's some, there is some form. We, of I don't want to make it sound like, yeah, like she's not into it. She like, she does no, want in, the smooch. Yeah. Though I, oh. what was interesting at the end of the movie for me is this was like one of the, I think the first time they kiss at the end and I'm like, this is not going to last until tomorrow. No, no. Like, it was very, it was like, it was critically, it was, it was trying to find the words to describe it they they were they seemed like the kiss was it seemed like the kiss was holdover emotion from the previous time they tried to kiss but they didn't actually feel like i didn't actually feel a sense of finality in that discussion because it didn't really seem like it didn't really seem like candace got everything she wanted the only way i it like based on the rest of the movie, Candace did not get everything she wanted out of that story. Because no. what it sounds like is they're making her out to be less than Liz, and we haven't got any clear clue that Candace, uh, Candace is fine with that. No, you know, not at all. Like uh, towards that, and also like I, I feel like Candace has not gotten what she needs from John, no. which is. I feel like they've both been really lying to each other. And even though John is like, but I see the real you, I don't think he knows. You're getting there. I don't think he, he doesn't know the real Candace. No. At all. No, he fucking doesn't. And like, they went on a date that one time. Kind of. They both were lying about the intention of the date. Yes. But the day, but they couldn't possibly, they couldn't possibly reveal anything true about themselves because they were still invested in the story that they were trying to like pull one over on the other. Mm -hmm. So the end of the movie is kind of a wash because Mm -hmm. they kiss, but what they're doing is they're not kissing. Like Candace is not kissing John and John is not kissing Candace. They're both kissing the person they, they, they've been pitched the other two. Yes. And I felt deeply unsatisfied about that and confused, really confused. It's so mind-numbingly a horrible depiction of a relationship. I would show this to people and be like, this is not this. 
Just don't do this. Just don't do this, and and you know, and you're 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 and you're after you're off to a better fucking start than these people are. Um, I have nothing else to talk about. No this movie surrounding this movie. I don't get um, angry do at these movies in the way I did with this one. Yeah, I it was um yeah everything about it was was just gross and not cute like not sweet not cute. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Do you have connections? Yeah, I mean this guy was in the Santa Wars, obviously. Uh, clearly, the the nondescript war that he was in. Uh, give me, I'm trying to find the. Oh, I remember it. Uh, obviously. Liz Livingstone is in direct competition with Ida Bruckner. Oh, the god, yeah. The, the, god, the godmother of... Uh, the godmother of, uh, of gingerbread, 100 The godmother of gingerbread. 100, 100, especially because she they both have books out. So, oh. obviously, Ida, Ida is in the mix here. Okay. Yeah, Ida's here. And I think honestly, I was I was taking a peek here while you were while you were wrapping up there. Next week's episode, I think we're gonna see the fucking fight about this. What is next week's episode? A gingerbread romance. <gasps> Are we gonna end the is this is this uh Oh Tia Mowry's in this. Who? Tia Mowry. Who's that? Um she like sister sister, um uh Twitches. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tia Mowry and Dwayne Henry. Oh, he was SWAT and Dive Bar in The Dark Knight Rises, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Naturally. Loved him in that. Naturally. <laughs> he was police number one in the Oxford murders. Oh. Um, re- talk to me about it. Talk to me about the gingerbread. Oh, when crew, no one, God, IMDb, show me the whole thing. With Christmas just weeks away, the architecture firm Taylor works for enters her in a contest in which the teams will design and build life-sized gingerbread houses. No fucking life. No way, man. (laughs) After the contest, Taylor will likely be getting a promotion to a position in another city. The firm teams are up with Annabelle, a renowned French pastry chef with whom Taylor instantly locks horns. When Annabelle backs out, spoilers, Taylor stumbles into a local bakery and meets Adam, a baker and single dad. In an act of desperation, Taylor convinces Adam to partner with her for the contest, arguing that winning would give the bakery and his designs much-needed exposure. Well, to give us much-needed exposure, <laughs> please rate us five stars on Spotify and yeah. Apple Podcast. You can also hit us with a follow if you'd like on either of those. You can also visit our website, www.mistletoesecret.wixsite.com. You can yes. fill out the contact form at the bottom of the page to tell us your version of the story so far. Mm. Or you can send us an email. At secret at gmail.com. I'm slurring my words. Mm-hmm. Or you can send us an email at mistletoesecret at gmail.com. To send us the same thing. You can also follow us on TikTok at Mistletoe Secret Podcast on TikTok. Daniel, you got anything else? No, do not watch this movie. Yeah, stay away. Watch Window Wonderland. Watch Window Instead. Wonderland. Still great. Still great. Uh, my name is Trey Plindicky. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you mm. for listening. Oh, good to see. Mm.